What's up guys, it's Garrett, aka CF, and welcome to the second episode of the CF Pod. Hey guys, welcome back to the CF Podcast. We're in our second episode. Uh, my name's Garrett. I'm going to be here every episode, and uh, with me is Bryce. He was in our first episode. The other two guys... Alex and Ryan, they could not make it to this episode, but we're just going to make it work with us too. So Bryce, how you doing? I am doing well. I'm doing very well. Last time. I'm kind of upset we won't have a Ryan's hot takes this episode. <laughs> Ryan, yeah. Ryan's very flamey hot takes. Hey, so who do you think is going to be traded at the trade? Uh, you, you know, I think... Uh, Chiefs may be uh, moving on from a uh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, I'm. Has been doing great. Rogers has playing been playing like shit this year. So I could totally see him moving on from him and like starting Tim Boyle, like Jordan Love. Man, uh, do the Seahawks cut Russell Wilson? <laughs> nah, it's all jokes. But so we'll get into our uh, main topic of discussion later in the episode which is the upcoming trade deadline but for now we're just going to be uh chatting for a little bit get our feet wet you know yeah so how's life going life's going pretty good you know school being a senior at my high school it's pretty nice i only actually i only have three classes then i have an internship where i go for three hours and get paid so nice I mean, I'm in college, but like, I haven't been doing much. Don't party because, uh, you know, yet yeah, partying is not safe for everyone listening. If you go to parties, you have a small brain. But, uh, yeah, so I don't really, I mean, I get out, but like, yeah, I'm not like going to large gatherings. Like, I actually, I went to, uh, well, I guess I did go to a large gathering. I went to the uh, Tulsa UCF football game oh, that, a couple weeks ago. That was funny. <laughs> Dude, it, I was like, it was like, we were all getting hyped. Bounce House was uh, rocking. And everyone, like, I realized like a lot of people leave at halftime. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have people like that just go there, like, get their photo, and then they leave. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bounce House wasn't quite as bouncy in the second half. And then, uh, we blew that a uh, double-digit lead, and then I'm just like watching, like, oh, and uh, that's actually so. I'm a very superstitious person, right? Yeah. Like superstitions to the point where, like, I like when the Chiefs started their uh, winning streak after they lost to the Titans last year. Yeah, like I did not shave for like the four or five months oh my god because i was like absolutely certain that the reason they were winning was because i was not shaving <laughs> so i had like a like my uh facial hair was like so fuzzy but like it was working out and then we ended up winning the super bowl so i'm like oh so you're like god, i'm not facial hair. Yeah. actually and the thing was i think i need to grow my beard out again because uh i did shave Aww. last week and uh Huh. So, and we lost to the Raiders. 
So I guess uh, we're growing out the beard. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I want to get a defensive jersey because I have a Jordan Love jersey. I bought it for the memes. I thought it'd be hilarious if I walked walked on school with Jordan Love jersey. And it's it is a, a funny, but I was like I was thinking I was like I should get a defensive jersey. So I bought a Kenny Clark jersey, and like I want to wear it this week. But like I've won I've worn the Jordan Love jersey every game so far, and we won it. So I don't want to like wear the Kenny Clark jersey and then we lose and I feel like yeah because I'm losing our team loss yeah <laughs> yeah and back back to that superstition thing like I feel like whenever I go to a college football game like the team that I'm rooting for loses because uh like as quite of my quite a few of my followers know I, I used to be an FSU fan but then uh I decided to become the fan of the college that I attend so now I'm a UCF fan but uh yeah, so I went to an FSU game a couple of years ago, and we were playing uh, Samford, led by uh, Duck Hodges, mm-hmm. and this is an FCS school, and then FSU was, like, losing for a majority of the game, and then it was, like, midnight, and since I had my younger brother with me, my mom was like, mm-hmm. all right, so we're probably going to head out, and then as soon as we left, FSU, like, came back and took the lead and ended up winning, mm-hmm. Then I'm like, interesting, and so... I was there the entire game, and I was like, "All right, so, so we're good. It's it's not me." Mm-hmm. And then UCF ended up uh, choking the lead, and I'm like, oh, "It is me." Yeah. So, um, I think if I do end up, I probably will. But like next uh, UCF game I attend, if I see that UCF has a lead and the lead is starting to dwindle mm-hmm. away, I will just walk out of the stadium. And I'm gonna be like. I got you guys' back. Don't worry. <laughs> and then all, be, all will be well. <laughs> all will be well. <laughs> that's my thought process. Yeah. No, I but I go to a lot of like Minnesota Wild games because I actually live fairly close to Minnesota right. despite living in Wisconsin. And like lately... Anytime I go there, they just suck. Like, I, the past few years, it was bad. Like, oh man, I just I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, actually, hmm, I can't even think of like the last game I went to mm-hmm. where the team I wanted to win actually won. Mm-hmm. Like a game in person, obviously. So like. Went to UCF, Tulsa, UCF lost. Went to, well, I guess, like, FSU won, but, like, after I left. Um, I do remember now. Uh, World Series Game 2. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Royals versus New York Mets, 2015. Like, my dad's work, uh, like, they since uh well he he lived in kansas city that's why i'm in uh florida but i'm a kansas city fan because like i visit my mm-hmm. dad we go to like royals games during the summer and sometimes we go to a chiefs game went to a chiefs game with uh when uh brady quinn was at cuban mm-hmm. that was that was fun yeah but uh also matt castle go that, but yeah like i went to uh Titans Chiefs in 2009 when uh, Randy Moss was on the oh. Titans. And then I went to Colts Chiefs in 2012 with rookie Andrew mm-hmm. Luck. And then we got smacked in that game. 
And then we, we ended up leaving at halftime because my stepmom got cold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I, I'm fine. And then my dad's like, no, your stepmom's cold. We gotta go. Like, God damn it. But yeah, so his work, uh, they got the thing where like you can get risk it tickets. So like if the since they were season ticket holders, like you get tickets throughout the playoffs. And if the Royals actually make it to that series, mm-hmm. like those tickets actually are valid. Mm-hmm. So they had an auction that my dad got like World Series game too. So like if the Royals ended up making the World Series, then we could actually use those tickets. And then Royals like beat the Astros, beat the Blue Jays, and they went to the World Series. Then we ended up going to uh, game two. So that was fun. And that's the last game I went to where the team I wanted to win, like actually won. Mine was, uh, I think 2015, it was Christmas Eve. I got to go to the, my first and my only Green Bay Packer game so far. We played Vikings and we kicked the shit out of them. Like it, it was, I don't know if you remember the clip, but it was the one where Rodgers ran it like 20 yards, juked the living shit out of Anthony Barr and ran it into the end zone. It was a, oh, I do remember that. It was when we saw Jordy, Jordy Nelson. It was amazing. I, I love Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Dude, there were, like, a lot of former Chiefs that I, like, miss. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, one, Jamal Charles. Oh, he was... Like, I have, like, three of his jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like... Well, I guess, like, Patty's, like, number one now. But, like, if Patrick Mahomes did not exist, like... Jamal Charles would like by far be my favorite chief of all time. Yeah. But uh Yes, yeah, so I miss him. uh I guess I don't really miss uh Dwayne Bow. I mean he was good at times, but then uh there was that a uh, twenty thirteen year with like all the wide receiver like not one wide receiver scored a touchdown. Uh-huh. But uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys that I like loved but I guess they like, never amounted to much on different teams because like Dwayne Bow went to Cleveland but Cleveland Cleveland is just a complete shithole to be fair yeah yeah as soon as uh, I guess well they've always been bad but like when they got those uh, new uniforms in 2015 that was like an all time low for them because <laughs> not only were they bad they looked bad yeah they? If, like, <laughs> moving on from those uniforms was, like, the best thing they ever could have done. Yeah, I know. Then, and the Buccaneers, too. Like, the Bucks uniform, like, the uniforms they had the past couple of years, and then the Browns uniforms they've had the past couple of years, like, mm-hmm. I think those are, like, two of the worst uniforms of all time. I like it because the Packers never have to change their uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing for the Chiefs, too. I guess they've had, like, minor <laughs> changes, but, like... Like, Disney uniforms have been, like, pretty much the same. Yeah. One thing... Well, actually... So... I guess, like, another thing relating to superstition, which is why they don't wear them. But, like, the Chiefs' all-white uniforms... Like, I actually do like those ones, but the Chiefs don't wear them because, like, uh, Hank Stram, like, they wore those in the Super Bowl against Packers, I believe. Like, they wore the all-whites, and then they lost. 
so then he didn't wear the all whites ever again yeah and then Schottenheimer brought him back and then wore him every once in a while and then last time he wore him we like had that shootout against the Rams that was and that was I since. think that was probably the best game of the season in my mind yeah like even though we lost which sucked like that game was so much fun to watch mm-hmm. like my heart was like racing it's like oh my gosh we scored we took the lead with like a minute to go and then Gerald Everett happens and you're like god dang it. I, damn it but yeah that game was so much fun to watch I remember watching that game I thought it was so, I thought it was yeah yeah and then I kind of wish that was the Super Bowl matchup that year too mm-hmm. cause like one it probably like the Super Bowl definitely wouldn't have been as low scoring as Super Bowl 53 actually was yeah and I remember seeing people like saying like oh yeah no uh Rams Chiefs like week nine or week eight whenever I actually like the Super Bowl though I don't understand why people didn't like I thought it was I thought it kept the game really interesting I mean it was interesting but like so yeah It was like, oh wow, that's the longest punt in Super Bowl history. <laughs> that was the highlight of the game. <laughs> I, I mean, like, the one thing I found exciting about it was Tony Romo. Yeah, they let Tony like, Romo do it. it. Was so cool. Yeah, like Tony Romo, like I think he's one of, and if not, he's like the best commentator. My only problem after he just after what he said when Prescott got injured, oh man, I hope it's it's pro- it's probably just a cramp. Like I don't. No, yeah. So like the thing was, like he assumed it was just a cramp until they yeah. cut to his Dude, ankle, that, and he's like, "That was Aw. absolutely disgusting." I don't care what anybody says. I I would hope everybody thought it was disgusting. Actually, yeah. Then you. <laughs> So people are like canceling uh, EDP now. Oh, but that's shit. I, I get where he's coming from because, like, of what people used to say about like, uh, what you uh, went. But still, I still just right. it's not it's it's never a good look. No, because like he said, like back in like 2015, like if you like wish that anyone's injury is like career ending, like f you, man. But then like. Dak Prescott gets injured. He's like, I hope mm-hmm. the fuck that his career is yeah. over. Like, oh man. But yeah, like you mm-hmm. hate to see no, it. No, he, he was having such a good year as well. Yeah, I think he was like on pace to like shatter the yards record too. I think you're right. Yeah, because he had like this, like he was like a hundred yards away from like having the most yards to start mm-hmm. off a year and then he got injured welcome back to the cf pod it's me and uh brace here and so we're gonna get into our main segment now which is the upcoming nfl trade deadline so last year's trade deadline wasn't super exciting you had like all these rumors going around and then nothing happened like Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs which actually 
just happened in real life today. But uh, like yes, two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we're recording this, so uh, yeah. So last year's d- deadline was not as exciting, but what is exciting is hearing all of the rumors. So what Bryce and I are going to do, we're going to bring up a couple rumors we've heard, talk about whether or not you think these rumors are true, and if you think they are true, like what teams could trade for this player. So I am going to start off on the defensive side of the ball. I haven't found too many trade rumors, but one I did find was Denver Broncos defensive back Justin Simmons. Oh, I... If you may have heard, like he is, he has not reached a contract extension with the Broncos. And if they don't reach an extension, he's either going to be franchise tagged or he might just hold out. So it makes you think, do the Broncos, since they're at, since they're not doing that great record-wise, do they move on from the defensive back? Bryce, your thoughts? Well, here's the thing. Justin Simmons is 26 years old as we make this podcast episode today. And he's he played really well last year, but he's had really inconsistent years the first few years. Like, I'm looking... Like, let me get him pulled up real quick. And my computer hates me. But he, he played... <laughs> he, he's been playing really good football this year. Right. So, I... I, I would think, because he's probably the only good... I would say the only good uh, secondary piece you have on the Broncos. I would think you'd want to sign him to extension, but I don't know. I don't run an NFL office, so... Yeah. And that's kind of, like, my thoughts as well. Like, as much as it would make sense to move on from him, I think Justin Simmons is super talented. He's definitely, like, one of the best safeties in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like his impact on the field, like especially like last year, this year, like it's definitely like felt by offenses. And I get like record-wise isn't what you thought it was going to be, but then again, the Broncos have so many injuries. Yet Drew Locke getting injured, Cortland Sutton's out for the year, mm-hmm. Von Miller's out for the year, and I feel like if you had all of your like best players healthy, you'd be like maybe like two three wins but uh yeah like i like once again it's like these are all rumors but like i actually don't think they move on from him like if they do move on from him i would not be surprised but if i were the broncos i'd try to extend this player yeah and he, another thing i want to bring up is he he's been pretty con- like not consistent but he's been pretty healthy throughout his entire career first in 2016, his first season, played 13 games. In 2017, he played 13 games, started all 13 games. And in 2018 and 2019, he started and played in all 16 of his games. Yeah, so he's definitely, like, on the field most of the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if I'm the Broncos, like, I don't trade him. Mm-mm, not a chance. And if you are, I would try to get you try to get as much as you can. He's a really good player. Yeah. He's actually, he's like one of my favorite safeties in the league. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so there's Justin Simmons. Next player, member of the Washington football team, edge rusher, outside linebacker, Ryan Carrion. So he's 
I believe he's like on the wrong side of 30, if not he is 30, but uh, he's getting up there in age. He, his impact on the field is still very much felt, and he's one of, he's a very good pass rusher. Mm-hmm. But yet, since he's getting up there in age, cap hit is not that great. And since you're building a young defense in Washington, do you move on from him? Yeah. Karen's 32. Oh yeah, and you and you already have a bunch of really good like that's one of the really good things about this Washington football team is their D line is really good and they got good edge rushes. You got like uh, Montez Sweat who could potentially be pretty good. I think they put I think they play Chase Young at the edge sometimes. Yeah, every now and then they'll put him there. Yeah, like Matt Idaitis, Jonathan Allen, Dan Payne. Yeah, that just D line is just really good. And like you said, he's a big cap hit. But he's still playing really good at the old age of 32. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, makes you think, like, even though it seems like Washington's trying to get younger, like, maybe he is one of those, like, older pieces you keep on the defense. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of teams... Even like even if they are young, you still have like that one player that like even though they 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 are a bit old, you still love to have them on your team. So like Fawn Miller, maybe one of those players. Like mm-hmm. he's getting up there in age, but like his impact on the field still very much felt. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, it's it's another thing. Like well, I guess it's not quite the same situation as a. Justin Simmons because I feel like it would make more sense to trade Ryan Kerrigan than it would to trade Justin yeah. Simmons. Simmons is but I feel like younger than Kerrigan. Right. So I feel like if you don't trade him, it's not a bad move. If you do trade him, it's not a bad move. So I think like uh, Washington, they have like a lot of freedom. Yeah. Like to do like what they choose to do. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he, they move on from him. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. Right. And if like if they did move on from him, who do you think would make a move for him? Um. Situation. I think you're looking at teams like the 49ers, who are in desperate need of an edge rusher. I think he's on a contract year as well. So if they're yeah still trying to contend for the Super Bowl in the playoff spot. I think it would just make sense to go that route for Kerrigan. Um, maybe the Chiefs try to? I don't know. I I don't know what your guys' edge rushers really look yeah. like. I mean, we're not, like, bad at edge, so, like, we have, like, Frank Clark. Yeah, I know you got Frank Clark, but I don't know I don't know who the, the other guy is. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, like, we got, like, Taco Charleston, but, uh, <laughs> He's the GOAT. I'm trying to think, like... Because, alright, so, like, for college, I do not have cable. Oh. So, uh, I have to follow my game. I have to follow along in the games through the Bleacher Report app. So, I don't see, Mm -hmm. like, who's on the field. I only see, like, oh, who makes the tackle. And, like, who runs... Who has the ball in Mm -hmm. their hands. So, like, yeah, so I actually don't... I I think, uh... You don't know. Yeah, so we have, like, uh, Mike Dana. Well, I guess he's injured. Uh, Frank Clark, Taco Charlton. That's really all I can think of right now. Alex Okafor, I think he's still on the team. 
Yeah. I, yeah. If there are any Chiefs fans listening, I'm sorry that I don't know our team as well. I'm just <laughs> having an off year. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, as for as far as Ryan Kerrigan goes, what about the Seahawks? Because I remember, oh. like, I remember at the beginning of the year they were like trying to make a move for Everson Griffin, then the Cowboys signed him, and so it makes you think maybe they're still looking for an edge rusher. Yeah. And, like you've got great player at linebacker you've got Bobby Wagner you got a great player at safety got a couple great defensive backs so they signed uh, they signed what's his nuts uh, Damon Harrison yes yeah, so like I said I, it, like I think Seahawks can be in play mm-hmm. right. uh, I would say I would say content I don't see like a rebuilding team want to go want to go out there and get a 32 year old even though he's still playing good, the Jets trade for him. Yeah, I could see the Jets off front office is a mess, <laughs> absolute mess. Yeah. And speaking of the Jets, so I don't really have a lot of defensive players on this list. There are a majority of offense, but the last defensive player I have on this list, former number three overall pick Quinn Williams, because recently it's been stated that the Jets have been pretty much shopping anyone it's not that they're willing to move them but they are if they get the right price and Quillian Williams Quinnen Williams has been one of those names I would I would do it honestly I I think you still got the name hype around him I don't think he's that good I actually think he's uh, I mean he's fine but I don't think he was ever worth the number three overall pick he had one good season with Alabama I mean, people, like, had him in discussion for, like, number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I actually don't know what you do with Quinnen. Because I guess if you're, like, trying to go, like, clean house, go for it. But it, I don't know what the Jets are doing at all. Yeah, that's the problem. No one knows what the Jets are doing. Yeah, it's like, um, you go into Madden, and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to completely rebuild this team. Anyone that's above a 75 overall, they're getting traded. <laughs> Though, I think that's what the Jets are doing. But, yeah, like, if I'm the Jets, I don't move on from him quite yet. But I feel like if you do get, like, a really good offer that you, like, can't turn down, maybe you do it. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't move on from him. Like, I try and see, like, what you have. Try Maybe try and build a, if you... If he's not in your long-term uh, goals, try and, like, build a value around him mm-hmm. and, like, see what he's worth. And then maybe when he's on his contract year, you send him away. But he's on his, like, second year. Yeah, kind of like Jamal Will- uh, Jamal Adams. Right. Yeah, so... Develop and then you get a lot more than what you... Right. Drafted him as. You get a couple first-round picks. I think they got a second as well from the Seahawks, and they got a safety. Right. And but that safety also has been super great. But yeah, yeah. Nope. So like, We're great. <laughs> so we are going to move on to the offensive side of the ball, where we have a lot of like a lot more names. So we're going to start at tight end. We're just going to save quarterback and wide receiver for last. So tight end. First option is David Njoku. Cleveland Browns tight end. So, 
first round pick a couple years ago. He hasn't been awful. Like that's the thing. He hasn't been awful. Hasn't been, I guess, like first round pick, like what you expect. Like your Travis Kelsey's, George Kittle, stuff like that. But I guess he's been like pretty average. And then you have the Browns, they signed Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant. I believe they put him at like the second tight end. So David Njoku is kind of the odd man out. But yeah. I'm I'm looking at it and I The thing is, he was good the first two years. He I, he was decent. Let me, let me rephrase this. He was decent for a Cleveland Browns tight end. Right. His 2018 season was actually really good where he he played all in all 16 games in 2017, but he only started 5 of them and he had out of, on on 60 targets, he had 32 receptions, almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. 2018 he had 88 targets, 56 receptions for 340 yards and four touchdowns. And in 2019, I believe he got injured. Right. Yeah. So, one, I, I actually think for this one, it would make a lot more sense for the Browns to trade him and keep him because I believe he is due, like he is a free agent. Yeah, I don't think option. Yeah, and since you have Harrison Bryant, he's a rookie, so he's good, solid tight end behind Austin Hooper, who just signed to be one of the highest-paid tight ends in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, I try and uh, move on from Dayton Joku. Yeah. As I far didn't... as teams, looking at, like, New England, they don't really have, uh, like, uh, what's the word? Like a solid, I guess solid, like, tight end number one. New England, maybe, um, maybe. How's well? How's Green Bay doing? Because I know you're a Packers fan. So, Green Bay is a really difficult one to judge for tight end because we have three really young ones. We got some guy from Cincinnati we drafted in the third round who got placed on the injury reserve this week, and then we had Robert Tanya, who since we had Lazard and Adams out, he had three touchdowns against the Falcons. And I've never seen that. And then we had Jay Sternberger, who is a third-round pick a couple years before, and he has been shit. <laughs> he has not been good. Like for the expectations were actually really high for this guy, and he really has not jumped out yet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but like, I guess we could, we should have done research on like what teams can go for these players. Mm-hmm. But I, like, we'll get to that in a bit but uh yeah I, I think Browns do move on from him maybe like he's one of the few trade deadline moves if like this year's trade deadline trade deadlines like last year's when you only saw like two three trades well the thing with Najoku is you also had a bunch of rumors like a, like a couple weeks before the season started of like he requested a trade and then he's like you know what I'm happy here or was that OJ Howard I think that was Dave Njoku. It probably was. And I was like, I, I think Green Bay should trade for him. And I I would be fine if Green Bay traded for him because it adds depth to the position, which we're lacking now that we we only have Mercedes Lewis and he's a blocking tight end. And he's really good at it. Right. Yeah, so we actually do have one more tight end on this list. And one of the biggest names on this list is Philadelphia Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. 
Now it's another situation like Justin Simmons where contract negotiations aren't going as well as we thought they would. But I feel like his situation is more intense than Simmons because Zach Ertz has like verbally been frustrated, like has been verbally frustrated with uh, how the contract situation is going. So if you're the Eagles, you're not doing great. And looks like you're going younger now because uh, I did see another thing where they're uh, that Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey will not. It's like there's no chance that they'll be on the roster next year. Mm-hmm. Do you move on from Zach Ertz and make Dallas Goddard your tight end one for the rest? Of the I think you do. He's in a contract year. He's getting up there in age, I believe. I think he's 31. Maybe he's 29, but even then, that's not. And the thing with tight end, it's not the hardest position in the NFL. To, but he's 29. And I get it, he was a top three tight end a few years ago, but things have changed. He's not, he's been awful this year. Yeah. I mean, again, with the Eagles, like, in general, have been awful this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I think it's another situation where, like, if you don't move on from him, actually, no, I think it would be make more sense to move on from him. Because if he's, like, frustrated I think like that's when you're like alright so if he's mad at us then even if we do work out a contract it's still not going to be the greatest of relationships so yeah I think like both so those were both of the tight ends that we had Mm -hmm. I think both tight ends do actually end up getting moved I think I think on the other team I think that we missed for both these that they could move to is Arizona Arizona that is I can't think off the top of my head who their tight end is. I think Max Williams, but like... Um, yeah. Yeah, and another... T- I, I actually was just gonna... That's what I was just thinking about. The Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Yeah, because their guy tore his ACL. They're like... Their main guy that they were really high on. He tore his ACL. He's out for the season now. Which sucks, obviously. Yeah, and so since Eagles won't be trading within division, I think Cowboys go after Dave Njoku. As far as Zach Ertz, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think maybe New England would make a play for them. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like I would not put it past uh, Billy B to make a move for Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're gonna save quarterbacks and wide receiver for last. So we only had one running back on the list, and he's not even available for trade anymore because he was released a couple days ago. And just today, as we record this, he was signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. My team, it's Le'Veon Bell. So we're not going to talk about do the Jets move on from him, do the Chiefs move on. We're just going to talk about the move in general. So I'm going to ask your thoughts first. I actually really liked it because I think, especially this year, you've seen it. Injuries are a huge part of the NFL season. And if you not give Clyde as many rush attempts as possible, and you save him for the playoff. Because he's obviously, you, you've seen it over the past. You've also you've seen he's been really good over the past couple of games, but his uh, rushes have started to dwindle a little bit. Yeah. So I just think getting another guy in there like Bevion Bell, who's a proven running back, veteran presence. You've, you've seen what he does in Pittsburgh. He's a, he's amazing. He was like a top three running back in Pittsburgh. Right. 
I'm not expecting to see that kind of Le'Veon Bell and Chiefs. I'm expecting to see what he used to be, but still, it's still a good pickup in my eyes. Yeah. So, here's my opinion as a Chiefs fan. So, when I first, uh, when he first got released, I was just like, alright, so who's going to be, like, is Chicago going to go for him? Is, like, Miami, New England, maybe Pittsburgh? Those are the teams I was thinking. I was, like, not thinking that, that the Chiefs would go for him at all. And then I saw rumors, like, oh, hey, Chiefs are very much in the mix. I'm like, excuse me? Player, what are we doing? Yeah, and then, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, alright, so this kind of would not be bad. Because, yeah, the numbers have been great for Clyde edwards Hilaire, but uh, he's a very small running back, mm-hmm. so he gets stuffed at the line. Yeah. So you can't expect him to, like, break off those big runs every once in a while. So that's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, all right, so maybe we do not necessarily go for a running back committee like the 49ers had last year with uh, Brita, Moster, Coleman. But, like, a running back duo would be pretty good. So, like, Ingram and Kamara in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, well, a better version of Cohen and Montgomery in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm thinking. And I, I think it's a pretty solid move. And I don't know exactly what the monetary details were. But, like, the one year deal, which in would kind of like, look for. Yeah, and that's totally fine. Like, so I like the move. Like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, the best move ever. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going straight to the Super Bowl. Like, no, there's still a uh, 11 more games to go. Right. Yeah, so, going to move on to the wide receivers. So, the first wide receiver we have on this list. Detroit Lions wide receiver Marvin Jones. Another wide receiver on a contract year. Detroit's not doing great. It makes sense to get as much value out of him as you can because you have Kenny Galladay. So what do you think the Lions do? I think I think they should move on, and I think one that's been offered I think they should definitely move on from him. And I think one that you've seen a lot late, lately is you've seen him been told he should be or rumors saying that he should be going to the Patriots. I did see that, yeah. That's the main one I'm seeing. Him going to the Patriots like yeah. almost a lock at that point. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say as well. Like if any team does make a move for him. Like I'm trying to think of teams that would that need wide receivers, so I'm thinking like Packers, but then they wouldn't trade within division. Mm-hmm. Eagles need wide receiver, but uh, they're the Eagles. <laughs> uh, Eagles. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe Baltimore? But maybe. I don't, I don't know. Baltimore doesn't but, I, that much. That's the problem. Like, they throw in the yeah, I, yeah, so I think the team that would make the most sense is New England. So next player, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver, AJ Green. I want to say no on this because he actually recently came out today and said that 
that was not his intentions of what he yeah but that's what I was going to say he said like he wants to stay team past the trade deadline Mm -hmm. I guess like you saw like oh he was saying like trade me during the Ravens game but like maybe that was just like a heat at the moment type thing like the Odell Beckham Jr. come get me uh, thing last year yeah but yeah I guess it's just like the frustration with the loss but I mean if he wants to stay he should stay but I yeah I don't I could see both sides because you also saw last year or last offseason he was begging them not to franchise tag him and let him go into free agency and go where he wants right but maybe he wants to see how this Joe Burrow experiment ends yeah back we're going to finish this segment off with perhaps the most important position on the football team which is quarterback so you rarely see quarterbacks traded at the trade deadline but then you do think oh Browns attempted to trade for AJ McCarron a couple years ago but then didn't get the paperwork in time and Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo was also traded that same year to San Francisco so even though it's not the most likely of things, it is very much possible for a quarterback to be traded at the trade deadline. So we have four quarterbacks on this list. And the first one we're going to be talking about is Jimmy Garoppolo again. So <laughs> he was traded at the trade deadline a couple years ago from New England to San Francisco. He became their franchise quarterback, signed a huge extension. The play has not been there. Mm-mm. 49ers aren't bad, but they are not looking great. And they got blown out by the Dolphins. <laughs> that was such a funny game to watch. Dude, that was awesome. I, so you have like all those Instagram polls and you see mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like one poll that like 98% of people had the 49ers winning. You had like... Yeah. I was, I was part of the 2%, by the way. I always take the long <laughs> shot. As you know by my postseason predictions. Anyways, Jimmy Garoppolo was subbed out mm-hmm. in the middle of the game. So it makes you think, maybe they don't necessarily trade him at the trade deadline, but do the 49ers move on from Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I would never say no about the trading part of the deadline. I think they stick along with them for at least the rest of the year. But I definitely think at the end of the season, if he hasn't played up to their standards, I think he's a potential t- cannon to get cut or released or traded. Right. But the problem yeah. is no one's going to want that garbage-ass contract. You're going to have to pay them to take that contract. Just like the Brock Eisweiler, uh, Eisweiler. Right. I think when Houston traded them, they had to give up like a third-round pick. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, that pick ended up being, like, Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. I think it did, actually. <laughs> yeah, so... Which is kind of funny. But, yeah, like... I don't think the 49ers trade him. But it's, like, definitely a name to keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Like, for the 49ers' future. Because if he continues to play at the level he's currently playing at, I 
don't think he'll be the 49ers quarterback for long. I don't want to call that game a fluke because I, I do believe they rushed him back, which I don't see why you'd ever want to rush your fran- your your franchise quarterback back and potentially kill him even more. I don't know. I'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. I don't I don't remember who they play. They play Los Angeles, maybe. I think they play Los Angeles, but I'm not 100 sure. Yeah. yeah. Next quarterback, longtime Atlanta Falcons quarterback, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. Like we said earlier. Seems like Falcons may be going in rebuild mode sometime soon. So is it possible that they move on from the former first round pick at the trade deadline? Here's... Mm, I have mixed emotions about this one. Because the first two weeks of the season, he was playing really good. Right. And although they did lose all five of their games so far, I just, I don't want to say it's, I don't think they're going to, I think they think the coaching staff and the GM, I think they think that's what the problem was, not the players. So I'm going to say no on this, but if he would, for some reason, get moved, I wouldn't be that surprised. Right. I agree with that last part. Like, I don't even know how much you would, like, well, one, how much you would get for him. Mm Mm-hmm. And two, the plausibility of trading that kind of player at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like if he did get moved, I'm, I don't even know who would go for him. Because that's I would want to say if he is being moved, I would say it'd be at the end of the season, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. I'd want to wait and see how if maybe he plays a little better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like all four quarterbacks we have on this list. It would make the most amount of sense for all, like all four teams, mm-hmm. to wait until the end of the season to see what mm-hmm. they get. But yeah, but I I don't really see the plausibility of them moving Matt Ryan at the trade deadline. Maybe at the, in the off season they either release him or they find a trade partner. But at the trade deadline, I doubt it because it's not like. A contender is going to trade for him unless, like, Chicago decides to take on another awful contract. <laughs> Two know. awful contracts. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, maybe like the Colts all of a sudden hate Philip Rivers, and they like maybe if Matt Ryan was here. Yeah. So there are those two now third and fourth quarterback we have a lot to talk about so the first we're going to talk about on perhaps well definitely on the worst team in the nfl new york jets quarterback sam darnold here's the thing i i don't think like like i said earlier i don't think he gets moved at the trade deadline but i think he does end Mm -hmm. up getting moved I think it'd be the best case for him if he requested a trade right now. 
idea. Just get out of there. Like, you know they're going to get the first overall pick, and you know what's going to be. Trevor Lawrence, you might as well get out now. Right. And yeah. save yourself, save your career. Yeah, and I agree with that. So, the Jets are... <laughs> oh, oh, they're interesting. Like, I, I have a couple friends who are Jets fans. Um, if he's listening, there's this one dude who runs an Instagram page, I see unis. Um, I'm so sorry about your team. Like, <laughs> but, man, it, I like, not only would it be beneficial for Sam Darnold to move on from the Jets, I kind of think it would be beneficial for the Jets to move on from Sam Darnold. That's why I think it's like a mutual... Mm-hmm. Uh, situation because Sam Darnold he needs to have he needs to be on a team where he can actually like A develop B have an offensive line and C have good coaching have a coach to be the best quarterback he can be mm-hmm. and yes the Jets have none of those things <laughs> and l- l- let's just go off on a tangent for a little bit Adam Gase. <laughs> oh my God, Adam Gase! How did he get so hired in the first bad. place? How did he have a job in Miami for so long? Well, he, he was like offensive coordinator, and then like they just said, "Oh, you know, we're gonna make you a uh, head coach." And like, no, even better, even better. How did he make the playoffs the one year? How in God's no, I'm not. He made the playoffs with the Dolphins. Yeah. So. I think that's why the Jets hired him because they're like, oh wow, he somehow made the playoffs with the Dolphins. Maybe then we have a better team. He'll he'll do it with us. But yeah, no. But I, I mean, the Dolphins they had a Ryan Tannehill who was who was actually playing well at the time. They had a good. Uh, they had uh, Cameron Wake still playing pretty good despite being like yeah. thirty-five. Yeah, they had Jay Ajayi when he was at like peak form. Was the. Yeah. Monte Parker wasn't good. He was on the team, but he wasn't good. Yeah, he was like, and it's like, eh, is is he a bust? Like, he was at that phase, but then like he ended up developing well with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Funny enough, they had the one. Yeah, they had like, what's his name? With well, a really good one, like he used to be a top five safety in the league. Oh, uh, Rashad Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like the team had like a lot of good players, like Landry, Jai, Tampa, Jones. I would say Cameron Wake was amazing. Hopkins new. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I actually wasn't super surprised to see the Dolphins make the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then uh, Tannehill got injured, so you had Matt Moore, the goat. Uh, he tried leading the team to the playoffs. <laughs> Do you remember like the one hit uh, Bud Dupree had on him in that game? He died. <laughs> where he was just like laying on the ground for like oh that was awful but it was there were so many great memes out of it that was brutal yeah so I think that's maybe why the Jets hired him they're like oh wow you made the playoffs with the Dolphins but then if you get fired by the Dolphins I think that should be a cause for concern and maybe think maybe we shouldn't put our faith in this guy but yeah and then they definitely should have fired him after his introductory interview with his, like, bug eyes. The Dolphins aren't good, but, like, their front office, front office is not bad. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, the Jets are the shit show right now. It's awful, and I can't help but like feel bad because like fans, they're just they had so much hope when Jamal uh, Adams was like taking major steps. CJ Mosley signed, Le'Veon Bell signed. You're like, oh wow, we're gonna we're we're going to the playoffs, and I I was actually one of those people thinking like maybe they give the Patriots a run for their money in the division, but then. Uh, yeah, stuff happened. That's the Bills. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, it's... That's weird. Yeah. So, um... I do... So, I remember in my, uh... Predictions, I, I didn't make on my Concept Football account, but I had another account that I actually deleted since. Where I just like posted a bunch of like hot takes I had, mm-hmm. and I included some of those hot takes in my predictions post. But in those uh, predictions, I said the Jets would end up getting the first overall pick, but they would trade the first overall pick Ooh. because Sam Darnold was their franchise guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe they believe that he, he's their franchise guy. So yeah. yeah, I so this is like not trade deadline, tra- not trade deadline move, but just like move in general. Mm-hmm. I think as far as where he can end up, I think there are two options that make the most sense. First option is Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You can learn behind Ben Roethlisberger because he's still got stuff left in the tank so learn behind him and then jump into that starting role soon enough and then you have great coaching and Mike Tomlin yeah. you have a great offensive line you have a lot of weapons you have Juju Smith-Schuster you have uh, James Washington, Deontay Thompson or Johnson sorry and uh, Chase Claypool he's breaking out Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to like about that Steelers team. And as far as the other team, the Indianapolis Colts, Philip Rivers is not a franchise quarterback. He's more of just like, oh, hey, maybe we can compete with him. And yeah, well, even though they are technically competing, they have a winning record. Uh, Philip Rivers is not great. But then Jacoby Brissett is not much better so I think it would make sense for them to go for Sam Darnold um one of the teams I want to bring up is the Bucks. Mm-hmm. obviously Brady sucks we, we now know that he sucks I mean he had a really. solid game against the Chargers but he did but I hate Tom Brady so <laughs> no, I got you <laughs> So, you're, you're watching that and you just think, you know, it'd be really nice if Samuel Darnold got to sit a year behind, a year or two behind Top Brady and learn how to not to see ghosts. That's the first problem. Is he sees too many ghosts. Yeah. Did you see ghosts against Tom Brady's team? I'm pretty sure what's funny. Yeah. 
But yeah, so that Sam Darlis, it's just an awful situation. I feel mm. bad. But... It's like Josh, but like Josh Rosen, at least. I mean, Sam Darlis kind of had a chance. Yeah. All right, so last quarterback we have on this list and the quarterback we're going to wrap it up with. Washington football team's former 15th overall pick, Dwayne Haskins. So I'm going to ask your thoughts first, and then I'll provide my thoughts later. I think this is the only quarterback that will get moved at the deadline. Mm -hmm. I don't... I feel like the rumor of him bragging about his stats after their loss, I think that's cap. I think Ron Revere just hates him. Yeah. He's not he's not Ron Revere's type of quarterback. That's that would be like a Kyle Allen. Yeah, I don't know why he likes Kyle Allen so much. I don't either, man. I don't understand it. I would it boggles my mind. Yeah. What? So I definitely see him getting traded. I, which is a shame because I was actually really high on Dwayne Haskins coming into the draft. I really thought he would have been a good fit with the Giants. I'm gonna stand by that, but obviously they're not gonna trade for him. They got Daniel Jones, who also sucks. He, he is not good this year. I mean, Danny Dimes. He's like another quarterback I want to see succeed, but then. Like they don't because like the thing is well, I'm going to get back to Dwayne Haskins in just a second mm-hmm. there are a lot of quarterbacks that you have like all these meme pages or like mm-hmm. all these people like commenting like oh what they're terrible I like because of that I want to see them succeed so you have like mm-hmm. Mr. Trubisky like he's getting a lot of hate and then I just want to like see him like break out and do like a top 15 quarterback but then mm. that didn't end up happening you have like Mr. Bisky, Dak Prescott was another one like everyone's saying oh Prescott's overrated but then uh, he was doing really well this year before the injury um, and then Daniel Jones is one of those quarterbacks as well because people are saying mm-hmm. oh yeah he's terrible Giants need to move on take Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence I wouldn't say you have to move on I just don't believe he's going to be that guy yeah Yeah, and actually, and the last quarterback, I, like, not trade deadline, but for, I want to see them succeed. But I kind of have mixed emotions about it. Is Gardner Minshew? So, I, I have like mixed emotions because like I want to see him be the Jags franchise quarterback, like as a sixth round pick. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, I also don't like. It would make a lot more sense for the Jets to go in a different direction at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to Dwayne. I just... You just... You watch him play and you see really bright moments. But the problem is... His O-line sucks. The running game's not there. And he just says Terry McLaurin to throw to. That's it. Yeah. And that that's actually what I'm going to bring up. So here are my thoughts 
on the Dwayne Haskins situation. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was bad how the Cardinals handled the Josh Rosen situation where they took mm-hmm. him at nine and they didn't give him they gave him a terrible offensive line, terrible like his best weapon was Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> and then did bad, got the first overall pick, and then they traded him. I thought the Cardinals did Josh Rosen dirty. Mm-hmm. I feel like Washington did Dwayne Haskins dirtier. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yes, so same situation where uh, take him first round, don't give him any weapons, and expect him to do well, and then move on. Now, here's the thing. He was just coming off his highest like, passing yard performance in his career, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were like, you know, uh, we're going to start Kyle Allen this week and then look for Dwayne Haskins traits. And it just makes me think like Ron Rivera, like, like you said, like Ron Rivera has to like hate him mm-hmm. because <clears throat> like, I feel like Ron Rivera, he was just like making an excuse to get rid of Dwayne Haskins. Oh, like he's like he like said in a press conference like oh it was a uh, fourth down and we were down 13 uh he made a check down throw but that throw has to go to the end zone and that's why we're starting Kyle Allen that is not why you were starting Kyle Allen like you're just starting Kyle Allen because you want to start him I mean and also, again, I don't I, understand why you like Kyle Allen so much also I want to bring this up you're playing the fucking Ravens my god have some sympathy yeah <laughs> but yeah like I feel like they were looking j- just like Ron Rivera he was like looking for like the smallest detail the small like the mm-hmm. freaking particle like to yeah. reason him benching Dwayne Haskins but none of them make sense no and, they don't because he was playing really well and all of a sudden they're just like eh, not anymore yeah cause like I remember when he first got hired, he was like exploring options at quarterback. Like, he was, uh, there was like a smoke screen of them taking Tua. He's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like I didn't choose Dwayne Haskins, so like he's not my quarterback. And that also, it also reminds me of Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, because uh, Adam Gase was hired, I believe, after. Right? It might have been. It might have been like he might have been hired a few days before. Yeah, well, I think, well, one of the people in the Giants, uh, not Giants, the Jets front office, like, they were like, all right, so I didn't want to sign Le'Veon Bell, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to trade him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, I think that's what it was. No, I think that that is what happened. Like, I think, uh, was, I think Todd Bowles was still the head coach, then they signed Le'Veon. Yeah. Hired Adam Gase. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. So they were just looking like for some excuse to reason them cutting slash benching the player. But yeah, I, they handled this situation awful. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I do think that Washington moves him before the deadline. As far as teams go, I mentioned Pittsburgh as an as an option for Sam Darnold. I do believe it is an option for Dwayne Haskins as well. Mm-hmm. I also believe New England 
he can maybe sit behind Cam Newton the rest of the work, season. Yeah, working with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. he can be the next big thing in New England. So Pittsburgh, New England, and then kind of a bit of a stretch. But I do think there is a possibility that Las Vegas can make a move for him. Because wow. I know Derek I know Derek Carr's doing great. And it wouldn't make sense for them to trade for Dwayne Haskins and then start Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. But I feel like always like having him there in case Derek Carr does like just suddenly drop off. Mm-hmm. And then you're working with John Gruden. And I remember there were like maybe there were smoke screens, I don't know, but like back when back in the twenty nineteen draft they were like, Oh, maybe the Raiders take Haskins at four. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I was really mad with that. I I was like, there's no way you should ever take Haskins at four. I'm still, I was high on Derek Carr, and I'm going to stick to that to this day. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I would not rule out the possibility of them Mm -mm. making that move. But then, team in my mind, I think think that could be really good. (sighs) The Bears. Because you got you have you have Mitch Trubisky, which you you know they're not re-signing him. They have publicly come out and said that they will probably not. So then you have Nick Foles, and you're you know Nick Foles also is in the option. We've seen that now. Right. And you Dwayne Haskins could be your guy. Yeah. But just in general, Washington did not handle the Dwayne Haskins project well at all but that just that just bothers me Mm -hmm. like looking for like the smallest detail like that's a BS excuse saying like oh he should have gone to the end zone on that throw like okay but then if he goes to the end zone on that throw and throws an interception you're like oh we're gonna bench him because he threw an interception on a crucial throw Mm -hmm. and so I think no matter what Haskins did like he was going to be on his way out of Washington. What was he going to say? I also... I also... I just think Washington in the past just has a horrible handling big situations. Like, you have the Trent Williams where he had cancer. He had cancer and they cleared him to play. Like I do remember. That. Oh, yeah, I know. You're, you're fine. You're, it's just a little cancer. Not, cancer never hurt anybody. Yeah, dude, Washington's just, just straight up dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta get Dan Snyder out of there. You have to. If you want any chance ever, he's, he has to go. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know how you can expect a quarterback to, to succeed when they only have, like, one good target. Mm-hmm. And that good target, since defenses know, oh, hey, that's their best player, we're gonna maybe double-team them every once in a while, so then can't really do much. And same thing for Josh Rosen situation. Mm-hmm. That all like so the two situations between Dwayne Haskins and Josh Rosen bother me so mm-hmm. much, and I hope Dwayne Haskins doesn't go down the same route as Josh Rosen, because Josh Rosen didn't have any weapons. Cardinals traded him and then got Kyler Murray, and then they gave Kyler Murray weapons. <laughs> they traded. Oh my god, that's such a shit. Like, yeah, no, I get it. And then they gave him DeAndre Hopkins, like, oh wow, 
Kyler Murray's doing so good. Yeah, he's so much better than Josh Rosen. Man, I wonder why. You can't forget. You can't forget about Kenyon Drake. You know, Kenyon Drake's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then Josh Rosen, he went from a bad O line with no weapons to a bad O line with no weapons. And then, uh, yeah. So and then now Josh Josh Rosen's like a practice squad player now. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that. Yes, yeah, so I'm hoping that wherever uh, Haskins goes, it's to a team with like actual players he can throw to. Yeah. Or team with good coaching, and that's why I had those three teams on my list. So like Pittsburgh, New England, and Las Vegas. Yeah, that makes. Yeah, I would. I would totally agree with you there. All right, so I think that's all we have for this episode. I mean, I would maybe like try and go into like, okay, what do we think about the uh, NFL games this week? But I think we're like well over like thirty-five minutes, forty yeah. minutes. So maybe we'll get that in like a future episode. Yeah. Hopefully, we actually get plays on this episode as well. Yeah, and hopefully next time we have Ryan and Alex come join us. We were just one of them. Yeah. Missed you guys. Yeah. But, uh, you have any final thoughts before we uh, close this out? I do not. All right. So, we'll see you guys next time. Before, before you go, I actually do have one final thought. <clears throat> okay. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh my god, are you kidding me? You just... Oh. Dude, no, I actually had like a really good thought. I was going to be like, oh wow, it's going to be like the hottest take ever. And people are going to be like, oh wow, he just closed the episode off on that. <laughs> but then I just like, it's like, yo, it's it. like I'm going to forget it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, damn it. Right. Sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Man. Dude. Oh, God. God damn it. It's probably going to come to me as soon as yeah, I can. Yeah, it's going to be hilarious because I'm just, I know I'm going to get a message from you in like five minutes and you're going to explain to me what it was. <laughs>